Hey guys, welcome to Nick and Lars Have Notes, episode 13. That's right. Oh man, uh, tonight we're seeing Kubo and the Two Strings and we got a special guest star, Tim. Yes, hi yeah. everybody. Oh man, you guys, Tim is somebody that I know from work and actually we're going to be plugging some stuff later on, but yeah. uh yeah. We, we never really talk about ourselves as artists, but yes. like, this is the one. We're vague entities with first names only. Yeah. But, uh, we all draw stuff. Yeah. We, that's that's for true. And people pay us money to draw stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> it's funny every single day. <laughs> suckers. Yeah. Oh, man. I've done uh, this for free. Oh, so, hey, you guys. Disclaimer. Um, this, you know, is an animated movie, and people work extra hard on animated movies and extra, extra hard on stop-motion animated movies. Yeah, you better believe it. Oh, man. So, you know, I'm going to feel real bad giving notes to this one. But um, although we may not have to, this is supposed to be pretty good. Oh, well, great, you know. I actually, uh, <laughs> I've been sort of shielding myself from reviews and buzz and just trying to come in clean and that's the way to do it yeah, yeah that's my yeah. well hey uh disclaimer behind us uh <laughs> let's talk about our expectations for this movie okay so i'm expecting it to be pretty solid i heard there were like some story problems in the beginning but <laughs> maybe they've been addressed well you know um yeah i mean i'm i'm gonna have to agree with you expectation wise um i love like uh stuff you know uh Coraline, Paranorman, Box Trolls, and now Kubo and the Two Strings. I feel like every one of their movies gets a little bit better. And when I that improvement is so somewhat you, in in you like, terms of you like Box Trolls better than you like Paranorman. I feel like there were a lot of things that were happening structurally, story wise, that were more solid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't but, know yeah. that that's shared by everyone. That's okay. Okay. You know, I mean, there. I think. I think every one of these movies, the weakness is in story structure. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, and back I, to a Paranorman was pretty draggy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Coraline and, was kind of got video gamey. And then Box Trolls had like twice as ex- much exposition as it needed. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I but I feel like they're just getting a little bit tighter as they go, and and I'm hoping that this next iteration Kubo will be. For a further step in the right direction. Well, I'm really excited about this movie for a couple reasons. First off, I love adventure stories. Hell yeah. And this is an adventure story. And with, it's hard to mess up, too. It's <laughs> a kid with powers. He's got to build a like posse of other cool people around him. And they got to go do something cool. And they got to like get there with the journey and fight a bad guy. I love that. Yeah, yeah I'm I, into that. I also love stop motion. When I was in junior high, I had this huge stop motion phase Ooh. where I got lots of action figures with posability and I had my little hi eight camera and I would just like record, unrecord, you know, and try and figure out the right, th- I didn't have any fancy <laughs> shit. I had a tripod with duct tape and I would just like film these uh, really violent action scenes mostly. Nice. I actually, I got really ambitious and tried to make like a full movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, Keanu Reeves uh, Neo action figure as the lead and uh, Grifter from Wildcats was his sidekick and uh, uh, Rogue from X-Men's action figure the one from the movie were, were they were they all the characters from their respective franchises oh no it was like this whole okay. different thing got it I built props I like you know I made 
uh, this uh, gambling scene where I made like this cool table and chairs and there's a bunch of like alien and predator and shit are going around you know smoking cigars and playing poker I made little cards and little money and then there's an explosion and I like burnt the table which was made out of styrofoam and it looked really cool nice and, um, so yeah I love stop motion and uh, I mean like a movies look gorgeous. Would yep. would it, you guys agree? Story aside, that the animation in each like a movie gets more impressive. Dude, this is visually incredible. I, I thought it was three D for a second there. <laughs> you did. I remember you saying yeah, that, yeah. and I was like, I mean, Nah, dude, it's all stop motion. It, it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do the whole sort of like in betweening with with digital stuff and and removing things. But I well, love yeah, face it. replacement is still stop motion. Yeah, you know, but yeah, they, but yeah. it's computer assisted. Like they they know right. exactly where it needs to be, but it's still with hands. Yeah. And, and well, they, and they do 3D print a lot of those face replacements. But that is not cheating. That is doing stop motion smart. That is yeah. It's, it's, that it's is just more tools. You know? Very modern sculpting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it looks gorgeous. It looks real. You know, that's yeah. the great thing about stop motion. I'm actually kind of sad we're not seeing it in 3D. I was thinking about it. Since it's stop motion... Well, you know, uh, that ship has kind of sailed, guys. We bought like, our We could have made, you know, we could have we gone for that and done it yesterday. I mean... Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well. You know, whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, anywho, well, it sounds like we're all looking forward to the movie. You know, uh, I, I got a couple of friends who saw advanced screenings and said it was good, too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I don't want to get my hopes too high and then like be disappointed or Adam. whatever. But <laughs> I want to make a promise though, because we haven't been doing very good notes on the movies that we see. Okay. So I want to come up with one critical thing that we need to fix about this, and that's my promise. And you know what? Let I'm me gonna figure something out to criticize. Honestly, I feel like this is the first time we've had we've been able to do expectations in a while based on the studio that it's coming from, because right. up until now it's been. Ghostbusters, Nine Lives, and then Sausage Party. Oh, so I still it's haven't been... listened to your Nine Lives one. Oh. You guys did it? Oh, dude, yeah. it's one of our better ones. Oh, we got super man. drunk. Yeah, it's oh, all man. over the place. There's I'll, no. I'll, I'll send it to you on Monday, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because <laughs> I, I was so pumped listening to you guys just... What is there? There's a party happening. There's something over there. You guys, by the way, this is all just right outside the theater. This is real stuff. This, this is, is real why you listen. Deal. You listen for the reality. Yep. You know, we're it's really <laughs> unfiltered. Really, really reviewing this movie right outside of it. Man. Um. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> um. But yeah. But yeah. No. So let's really. We got. We got our expectations that are gonna. That are really solid because we know what studio is making this movie. Yeah. And next, we're gonna give really good notes on. Because this this studio, the weakness is always little little the story things. I'm, I'm so gonna figure something out. We'll be I'm gonna, able. I'm gonna tear this. We're apart. gonna jump right <laughs> on those story issues after the movie. Hell yeah! Anyway, we're gonna go in and watch it now. So we'll see you guys after the movie. Okay, goodbye. We. All right. And we're back. We just saw Kubo. Oh we did. man! So uh, spoiler free first, and we'll have a spoiler cut off later on. Um, so, but yeah. Uh, started off simple. What what did you think? This is my favorite movie of the year. Whoa! Whoa! Didn't didn't even have to think about it that hard. <laughs> Holy crap. This has been a bad year for movies for me. <laughs> True. Um, I've seen a lot of movies that I've been like really excited for that I've been kind of let down by, and there's been a lot of stuff where it's like, man, I don't even want to try and see that. Um you know what? Honestly, if I didn't go see this with you guys, I don't even know if I would have seen it because I I tend to stay away from 
uh, theatrical release animated movies lately. It's just, uh, I know. Why would you do that? Why, why would I do that? It's an interesting question. Oh, it's, I know. Maybe you want to kill the uh, theatrical animated industry. No, I've just been, I've just been uh, disenchanted by Pixar, and Pixar is sort of the gold standard for me. And, and the, as their movies got longer and more Baroque and, and less... Uh, I mean, but, okay, but Toy you Story saw 3, Zootopia, right? I did see Zootopia. Okay. All, all of the okay. Pixar magic is transferred uh, over to Disney. It has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love, love Wreck-It Ralph. Totes. Um, I love Zootopia. Zootopia came out this year. I like Kubo better. Whoa. Wow. Yes. I agree with you, but... Okay, so that's, that's just me, but I want this movie to make a billion dollars, and I want Laika to last a thousand years. And make a billion more movies with their billion dollars. And each one of those movies costs one dollar. No, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> um, but that's what I thought of Kubo spoiler free. Okay, yeah. Wow. Um, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it was better than Zootopia. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I still like Zootopia better. Like, I saw Zootopia a few times in the theater. I don't know if I'll be seeing this one, like, over and over again in the theater. But uh, uh, that being said, this was exceptional. It's definitely Leica's best picture. Uh, I've I've said you know before on this podcast that you know like Leica, you know they just get better and better with each movie. Frankly, I didn't think they would get this good this quickly. This was a jump in quality. They've really solved like the glaring story issues that that have marred their otherwise very charming productions in the past um you know like good freaking job like uh getting better as i said you would it feels so good to be right um <laughs> nick <laughs> the, the artistry in this movie was incredible the, the nuance of like even the expressions was something i didn't know you could do with stop motion and little pieces of hair uh, uh, okay, but back to the general idea. Yes, I liked it. Um, <laughs> definitely not as good as Zootopia. But uh, uh, I, I, I do have a critique for it for later. Okay. But overall, I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right, all right. I mean, yeah, and I, uh, what you said, like, in terms of animation, like, there were some really, like, extreme close-ups in this movie, you know, yeah. where you're seeing a portion of somebody's face, and it's, like, just just looks just and, and nice, real there, nice there's, to look they at. They made strands of hair flowing in the yeah, winds. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. And, I, I mean, just all of the design in, yes. in this movie mm. is fantastic. Not just the characters, but the backgrounds. Oh, absolutely. Every little detail Oh, and can I just say that I feel so good coming out of this movie? Like, we were, you know, we were coming out of the theater, and I was just like, man, all that stuff that was, like, bothering me, just duh, I forgot all about yeah. it. Don't even, I just feel good now. The yeah, yeah. magic of movies. <laughs> yes. It's, honestly, that's what's really gotten me this year, just, like, so down, is that every time I go to the movies, think, I'm going to get swept away by this. And then I go, and then I just feel like crap leaving. Like, <laughs> you know, I understand people spend a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort. And we, we work, you know, in stuff, in storytelling type stuff. And mm -hmm. we can sort of see the, you know, how, how the sausage is made. And, and we know that people care about what they're making. And, you know, there, there, are, there are impediments sometimes. But this was a movie that, yeah, it... 
it transported me. I wasn't thinking about other stuff when I was watching it. I was just thinking about how awesome everything <laughs> on screen was. Totally. And it made me feel things. It, you know, I we're we're gonna get into spoilery territory if I start talking about the feels that I had at oh, certain points. Man. But I think this is a really special movie. Yeah. Nice. I kind of want to just jump right into the story. Stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, like okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you guys, let let me me, you know, just cap off spoiler free by saying I, I think we can all agree that this is a a, a beautiful and excellent movie. And well, we're seeing you know, too. yeah. I mean, like this oh, year, yeah. this year, I loved like Zootopia, and I I, I also loved Deadpool. Although we didn't review that one, oh, but yeah. that that was my other favorite this yeah, year. Those- and yeah, maybe after those, like, see this one. Like, see this. you know, or, or, according to Tim, see this one first before any of them. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I have very specific tastes, and this totally hit all of them. Yeah. Like, and, I dude, was, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not begrudging you that at all. You know, honestly, it's close for me. You know, I really like this one. You guys, go see Kubo. Holy cow. <laughs> you know, pause this. Go check it out. Come yeah. back. Stop whatever you're doing. <laughs> if you're driving, pull over. Yep. <laughs> just, Run to the theater. Yup. Just put you park on the sidewalk and just yep. go buy a ticket. <laughs> All right. So, um, spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to talk about the movie in specific ways now. In three, <laughs> two, <laughs> one. Now. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? Oh, man. Um, so that skeleton, by the way, yeah, 16 feet tall. What? Oh, oh yeah, that's Stop God. motion animated 16 foot tall skeleton. I mean, that thing was giving me Rancor flashbacks. Just like, <laughs> oh my God, this thing is so cool. <laughs> um, I, I actually wanted to... Um, one, of the, one of the things that was so cool to me, and I know Leica um, likes imperfect... Uh, character designs, interesting character designs with little flaws, and uh, uh, that's always great, but I felt like it it really got tied into the themes in this movie about how uh, Kubo is sort of a demigod, Mm -hmm. right? Like, his his mom is uh, like a celestial uh, goddess, Mm -hmm. and uh, she fell in love with a mortal and had a kid, and her dad up in the sky is super pissed off and wants him to join them, but he can't join them unless uh, he's blind, because if he can see, then he can see people for who they are and have empathy, and he doesn't want them to have empathy. And there's this whole dialogue about perfection and the evils of perfection. (laughs) And all of our heroes are flawed, but they have very prominent physical flaws that you can see. Um, Kubo has one eye. Yep. Um, his mother has this big scar down her face, um, and spoiler, his dad. Uh, her, uh, his mom turns into a monkey. The monkey is the mom, and and that that was something that I was kind of thinking, but then I was like, I was still surprised by it when it happened a little bit. Yeah, they were um, they were more direct about it than I thought they would be. Um, and uh, the monkey's got a little got a little scar on the different side of the face, so that you don't oh, okay. know right away. Misdirection. Um, and then uh, the beetle, who's the dad, mm-hmm. also spoiler. <laughs> um, We're in that section. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You've already seen it by now. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's all... I, su- I should hope so. This is your fault if you're I'm going to be spoiled. real displeased with you, listener. Yeah. 
You know, you should know that. Please continue. <laughs> he's he's all chipped up everywhere, but he's also got this really awesome gap in his teeth, like it, <laughs> off to the side. It's so real. Every time he smiles, it was just super cool. Yeah. And I love his beetle mustache. Totally. <laughs> um, I think Beetle is my favorite character. He, he was hilarious. He, yeah, he's great. Oh man. <laughs> Just all of, all of his dumbness. Oh, I love dumb characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> dumb dumb strong characters that are endearing, and I I love how uh, since Monkey Monkey is so hard and serious, mm-hmm. and his goofiness like gets to her, that made me really happy. It's, yeah. it's a it's a relatable dynamic. Yeah. Um. So. Like story stuff, you guys want to? Oh man, sure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't. I, like I said earlier, uh, uh, you know, and like we said, even in during our expectations, generally there's there's parts of like a movie story wise that normally get muddled, and I feel like that just didn't happen here. That this was just the most solid like a movie story wise, as as well as being I, totally I would agree beautiful. Hundred percent. Um, you know. But but Nick, you did say you had an idea about that. Okay. So the the running this is my thesis. Okay. As I was watching the movie, I kept thinking this is a lot like Dark Souls, the video game, <laughs> because everything is kind of dreamlike. Like everyone doesn't really quite know what's going on. They've kind of lost their memories, and I think my problem. And it's cool because Dark Souls also has a lot of cool boss fights. <laughs> so it was awesome that like we got to see uh, them fighting a giant skeleton. And oh my god, the the sisters were super cool. Oh like, yeah, that fight was amazing on the boat. Oh, yeah. Um, there, but, I liked that the fights weren't just dances. It was like no, we are all trying to kill each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but go Visually on. Stunning. Then. We'll get we'll get more into that later. <laughs> but another problem is that it's also very disconnected. And it didn't really seem like it was a complete world. They went from like a place to a place and there wasn't a connection between them. And so it didn't really feel like a fleshed out place. It, 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 it was very dreamlike. Like suddenly he's back over here and he, he, he now they're in a whale and it's not really explained why. And I think it would have been a better movie if they said why they were at a location and what was going on. I think and so much of it was vague. I, I would say that this movie is very much... The adventure story is very much a fable. It's like a myth. And, and I feel like in that context, it's okay to do it like that. I, 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 I would I like know. to counterpoint. Okay. <laughs> By um, all means. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually really liked that about, about the movie. Um... Uh, the it's very surrealistic mm-hmm. and I mean Kubo has these abilities from the very beginning he can play his guitar and make origami dance around and perform for people they they never take they never like set some time aside to explain to the audience he has this power where he can do this thing they just show you and then everyone in town skateboarder <laughs> um, that was a sweet trick Oh, that was oh, awesome. Man. Yeah. I was amazed. Ten um, points. I'm not even looking that direction. <laughs> All right. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't take the time in the cave. They could have where the mom would be like, you have this special ability and don't use it for stuff. And I'm explaining to the audience that they just they do it. And the people in town are reacting to it like it's, it's normal. He's not weird. He's not like, ooh, a witch. They love it. They love his storytelling. Yeah. They're, they're into it. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. You know, they're not. It's they're they're not thinking that the audience is too 
dumb to know what's going on. Yes, yes. That's great. <laughs> well, okay, okay. And yes. that, that, they definitely, like, in Box Trolls, they explain his backstory, like, twice in the beginning, and then again in, at the beginning of Act 3. And it's like, really? Or, or more recently, Suicide Squad spoilers. Well, so. I mean, we're talking about Leica, but, but yes, Suicide Squad definitely has, modern like, storytelling. you know... They explain everybody's backstory, motivation, and putting the team together like seven times. Except for the underserved afterthought things. So this is, I mean, if you guys really want to, we can talk about Suicide Squad later. Okay. I mean. (laughs) I I, I, want to say, I agree with you. I think it's cool that they never really explained why he had these powers. But we do get why. I mean, he's part God. Right. (laughs) So, like, that, we can kind of piece that together if you follow the story. That's not what my, my problem was. Right, it was right. the world it, itself. It's the world. It's the jumping from environment like we're in the snow, in, it, and then we're in more of like a, a rocky right. place, in, and then we're on it, the it ocean. Does like, make, it does add a dreamlike quality to the movie that you don't have a strong sense of place beyond what the immediate environment is. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with the movie feeling dreamlike, because, because again, I feel like this is... A very mythic tale, you know. Like I, I'm almost imagining, like you know, a, a you know, three thousand year old stop motion Japanese man, you know, telling me this story, <laughs> uh, you know, of Kubo, and he's like, "Yep." And then there was snow, and then there was a big old lake, you know. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm on board with this, you know. Like, like to me, that's that's kind of why. It's like that. You know what? Know. It's, like, it's a stylistic thing in my mind. But I, I should I should also mention I'm a huge comic book guy, and so I mean everyone's aware of comic books now because it's a big pop culture phenomenon. But as far as superheroes and movies and stuff, but in actually reading comic books, jumping from panel to panel, it's uh, you, you know you're allowed to jump. You, from, you, from place to place, and you're allowed to do anything in comic books. You can have space gods, and you can have, uh, you, you know, super scientists, and you can have, uh, you, you know, a girl with cancer in the same panel, and it's all fine. So I mean, it could, all, it could be even bigger leaps, and it wouldn't be jarring to as you. As long as it has internal consistency to it, and it follows oh. its own rules, which this movie did to its credit. No. Um, yeah. But what were we going to say, sorry? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, just the... the just ju- the, you can't get away with it? That, well, that type of storytelling of... Yeah, like, like you said, it, it's much more like verbal storytelling when, you, you know, and now we're here, and now we're here, and now we're here, instead of uh, what what I might call uh, Netflix storytelling. <laughs> I'm going to tell you every step it took for me to get to my car and to buy my coffee and then to get to the next place. And then the episode will be over and find out what happens next week. What, what Netflixes there. have you been watching? Uh, Jessica Jones. I liked that. <laughs> no, I was going to say Daredevil. No. <laughs> I love Jessica Jones, though. No. Really um, but yeah. speaking to that, even like the colors were part of the story. There was a lot hidden, like at the Ooh. like where every time her mom or one of the sisters uses magic, it's blue like the moon. At the end, when he uses his magic, it's orange like the sun. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of like, oh, it's like kind of different. Like he's found his own path, kind of thing, which is it's not even spelled out for you. So like, even though that's my critique, I guess I also like that about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. You're, you're so right. I mean, they could have so easily spelled it out. I'm the light side and I'm the sun. And, and the Day sun... Day man. Oh! 
fighter of the night, man. Um, the the sun could have come up behind him as he does the thing, and right. then it banishes the night. And then, you know, it's the dawn while he's, oh, and, and talking about, so, you need to join the light side, father. <laughs> <laughs> um, grandfather. Great, though. That would have been pretty great, but I like that they didn't because they said, you know what, people people know. Yeah, but yeah. I, but then on like, the other side, like, the grandfather turns into a monster and he has to fight the monster. Why did he turn into a monster? He's a, he's a space god, and he's, like, got a kick-ass on this guy with magic armor and sword. All right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And it, it, it was cool that, like, he collects all of the armor and puts all the stuff together, and he's fighting with a sword, and he's never fought with a sword before, and he realizes, like, that's not who I am. Like, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta take the string with all the memories of all the people that are important to me. Yeah. Oh, God, I've seen with so my music. Good. He won with love. That's that's super awesome. Oh. I, I loved it so much. It reminded me of the end of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He that's found the a third, really the third option. He comparison. Did. Yeah. I loved that because, you know, him him killing the um, the, the Fire Lord, Fire, Fire Lord o- Ozai? Ozai, yes. Mm-hmm. That would not have been Aang. Not no, Ong, no, absolutely no. not Aang. Um, <laughs> and he, yeah, he found the peaceful way to do it. And the same thing happened in this movie. When he said, I'm going to kill you, I was like, you know... Because that that happens when he's he's facing down yeah, the yeah. his and grandfather's his armor, he has a, a sword and a weapon. Yeah, I'm gonna. How does my story end? I'm gonna kill you. Mm. And no, Kubo. There, yeah, there's no. a part of me that was thinking, don't do that. <laughs> I hope you don't. Yeah, I hope you find another way to oh, solve this. Man. I was so in it that I didn't even think anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's how engaged I was in this movie. I would have been effed up if he killed him. Yeah. Just I won. <laughs> Story over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that you say strength, it, yeah, it's kind of strength obvious. Strength conquers all. Yeah. I'm gonna go read Nietzsche. Yeah, take that, space god. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. You guys want to talk about the feels? Let's talk about some feels, man. Oh, yeah. Do you guys get some feels in here? So many feels throughout this movie. Because oh, I felt man. like really sad and kind of uncomfortable when he's taking care of his mom and his yeah. mom. That was a crazy really beginning. Yeah. And and the great great way they reveal each new piece of information. Yeah. Like she comes alive at night, but he right. needs to take care of her during the day, but he can't be out at night. <laughs> Otherwise someone's gonna find him, but we don't know who quite yet. And I spent the first ten minutes of that movie just thinking like, how did she raise him to the age of eleven if she's catatonic a lot of the time? I was yeah. thinking that too. Uh, but apparently it's like, okay, no, it's her injury and it's gotten worse over but, the but years. But she's also losing herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the whole like, thing okay. with memories as well. She's slipping. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was super tragic and melancholy. Yeah. yeah, and like like you uh, said, they they could have <laughs> they could have spelled all that out. You know, there are going to be some literal-minded people who are going to get hung up on that. They're going to be like, I don't understand why she's like, you know, what? How did she raise him when she was catatonic? It like, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. You know, they should cut you know, a new trailer that's like, this is me. I'm Kubo. I have to take care of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Those types of viewers are the reason that we get so many of those types of movie beginnings. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're you're terrible and you should feel bad. Um, Alright, you know what? I'm taking back my critique. This is a really good movie. I don't have all, the, all the Vegas You were already saying it was good. No, it was. <laughs> I mean, well, you had, a, you had a minor note. And, a, you know. And yeah. it, it, it was more about, like, I didn't know 
what the stakes were necessarily if it was kept so vague. But then by the end of the movie, it's all if you're smart enough, you can piece it together. So yeah, I don't have no, a problem with give it. audiences enough credit to figure out what the story is, yeah. so that we can pay attention and not be bored waiting for the next thing to happen. Yeah, when your audience is ahead of your main character, it's oh. a bad thing. Oh, and yes. This movie did not do that. I, I did call that trap where he sees his grandfather and he's like, oh, this guy seems cool. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, get that helmet. That was, that one, that was the one time we were ahead it's, of Kubo is that dream. It's like, of course don't it's a you trap. not trust that dream, Grandpa Kubo. <laughs> well, they, they let us know. They let us know that he's blind and then, oh, this guy's blind. Definitely his yeah, grandpa. No, it was real obvious. Yeah. If, yeah, if they had done that, if they had had the dream sequence before they had told him that his grandpa was blind... Then yeah. maybe the audience would have been tricked into thinking, oh, this is another guy who's going to help him on his quest. So, as far as notes go, it's a minor one. Yeah. yeah. That one could have helped the adult audience, but I could see why it might be there for kids. But they didn't really do any of that. Yeah. They didn't do any pandering in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't Except feel... They, they, could, they could have had that dream sequence happen earlier or have that reveal come later. Or, well, and no, but then, but then when do you give that impart that information about the, well, okay have to be at that point. you know what you could do you could do have the dream happen when it happens and then have the them talking about uh uh monkey's family at the fortress okay so then while they're at the fortress and she's describing her family, then you're like, wait a minute, blind oh. space god, wait, Kubo's dream, oh no. So this you're like putting it together by remembering. Sure. And then the very next scene is the betrayal. So yeah. you're not that far behind. Yeah, you know, and then they, you they wouldn't... Could've, they could have gotten there during the day and the helmet's not there. And yeah. They're like, oh, it's not here. It must have been taken and we don't know where. And then they have their campfire scene. Mm. Right, yeah. It, it, it was telegraphed even further where... He, they, they, he's like, I know where to go next, and he takes like his grandfather or his father figurine and like stuffs him in the satchel. And he's like, this way, let's go. Yeah, yeah. So he's not, so he's not there to point the way, <laughs> right? Is the right, right. Or maybe he's pointing a different way, but he decides to go with the dream guy instead. Mm. Mm-hmm. He says, No, you don't know what you're talking about. That, that crossed That's my mind people. too. Why isn't Origami Hanzo like pointing the correct direction? Be- because Kubo put him in a satchel and like closed it. Right. Him. Okay. Because yeah. he was so confident that was the way to go. Oh, too overconfident. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, although, although, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, you know. And, and would, again, not a huge note. Wouldn't change the movie that much, no. you yeah. know. And if you're a kid, yeah. you're not going to really pick up on that anyway. Yeah, it didn't bother me, yeah. really, watching the movie. It didn't take me out of it. By the way, how awesome was it that the grandpa looked exactly like Grandma Tarkin? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like... Super duper. It's pretty great. Aw, Space God. Um, dude walking by. The dude walking by, I think he's got some kind of bells. Yeah, and this will be edited out. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I think he's... Uh, he's keeping his beat. Okay. Well, this is like a soundtrack. Oh, kind of... Yeah, th- this is production quality. Man. <laughs> you know, I thought he was going to keep walking, but he's kind of going in a circle, isn't he? You know what? <laughs> Most podcasts, they would just, you know buy something or use free music we have live performance that's right that's right Mm -hmm. this is you know we're just no expense spared for you our dear audience you are welcome (laughs) 
Uh, any any other parts we want to discuss? Um, I don't know, man. But you guys, like, I I do li- after this podcast, Nick. I do have to talk to you about our old man with bells budget for the podcast. But... <laughs> I don't care. We're keeping it in. We need this. Okay, need I'm just quality. saying. I'm just expects. saying. Like, we're really stretching the budget, but we'll Doesn't talk matter. about it later. Okay. Um, losing money every episode on bells. <laughs> I, I really liked the the little the little sweet romance between Monkey and Beetle. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was oh, nice. Yeah. It made me happy. Oh, was, I I wanted them to kiss. <laughs> I, I liked how uncomfortable Kubo was. He's like, uh, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the the kid kid adult relationship. You guys are gonna fight, aren't you? We're having a grown up conversation. It You're was gonna it, fight. <laughs> it was funny because Kubo has never had that, and yet they made that mom dad kid dynamic just like was emergent in in a few scenes right where i was sort of telegraphing that but in a subtle way yeah yeah so that's great that's great it's kind of like giving you the thought but you're like no but not really but then but then oh yeah no literally it's like oh okay so right (laughs) so guys after after you find out monkey is his mom did you immediately know that Beetle was the dad? I, I had some suspicion. So the very first thing I thought was Beetle was the dad. Right. Because they talk about how he's a good bow master, and the first thing the Beetle guy does is go for the bow. And I thought, mm-hmm. and then later in the next scene, I was like, no, nah, he's probably not the dad. Right. And then for the rest of the movie, I didn't think he was the dad. <laughs> after, after we find out that Monkey's the mom, uh-huh. um, which, which I kind of thought, I was like, at first, I was like, huh, I wonder if Monkey's the mom. He's like, no, he'd, he'd recognize her or something. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Monkey is the mom. Okay, well, then is Beetle the dad? And at first, I was thinking yes. But then his character, being so goofy and fun, I was like, no, maybe she's just sort of like having a fling with this, but, you know. But she even said, like, when he's not being a hero, he was goofy and fun. That was part of his personality. That's true. So all of that was kind of set up, but still kept... Like it maybe it could be him, maybe it couldn't. So that we didn't yeah, definitely yeah. know. It was the, good. The he was my master was a very good misdirect. Yeah. It was. So he could have conceivably been taught yeah. the bow and the sword from <laughs> him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, God, it was super fun. And I love the Selma Gorath uh, monsters under the water. Yeah. The giant eyeballs. Mm-hmm. All you know. Yeah. Squid, mm-hmm. squid eyeball monsters, and and lots of blood <laughs> in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah there was some blood. Yeah, yeah they, he, he shot them with the arrow in the eye, and a bunch of black ink came out. Yeah, mm. and um, there's this really nasty gash yeah. in uh, the monkey when when she gets clawed by her sister. Yeah, right. them dang chainsicles or whatever. Yeah, rare to see in a kids' movie, like a gigantic wound. Yeah, mm. and when the when the mom hits her face on that rock in the beginning. Man, that was rough. Devastating, yeah. Makes I feel me think like of, this oh. movie gets away with more because it's so good. I'm sorry, what <laughs> were you going to say? <laughs> uh, that reminds me of Tomb Raider. Like, every time Lara Croft dies oh, in the next game, it's like a brutal, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, 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 oh, it's painful. I didn't mean to play that one. I saw uh, I saw Conan do, like, a Let's Play thing of that. It was really pretty funny. I really like He's it. just like, oh, God, like, every time she dies. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, anyway, something for you guys to Google later. Yep. Um... But yeah, I don't know. So let's, I mean, yeah, I was thinking this is probably going to be a short episode because it's not like we have a lot to complain about with this movie. Just, yeah, I, I retracted my complaint, so uh, yeah, no notes. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, I, I promise, but. I, I, you know what? I maintain that we have some, well, we they have aren't the one even. Note. They, that one note was okay. 
Oh, is yeah. it even a note or is it like a suggestion? It's like, hey, maybe try this. You know, like it's is or, no, you know. I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that if you can guess it ahead of time, they could probably find a way to tell the story better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. All right. But minor. It's not, it's not breaking. Minor. Like, no, yeah. It's not like no. It's a, it's big a very minor moment. note. It's it's very pretty minor. nitpicky to be yeah. honest. Yeah. We're uh, really we're real being some real jerks by pointing that one out. Like like the main characters of the movie. A uh, a blemish on the face <laughs> does not ruin the character. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, let, uh, shall, do we give this n- numeric ratings? Yeah. At this point. Yeah. What are we you doing? Know. Are we doing popcorn? Or are we uh, doing? Uh, you know. Pro- you guys lately we've popcorn. been. Oh, we did. Should we go I, back no, to it? Here's the thing. I stole that from <laughs> on cinema at the cinema with Tim Heidecker. Uh, so I can't. I shouldn't use that anymore. You thief. <laughs> so I just kind of stole that idea. So um. How, I, g- I give it 8.5 uh, strings. Uh, strings. <laughs> 8.5 uh, strings. Okay. Yeah. How many strings? You know... Uh, I'm going to be real surprised if you say... Well, well, here's here's <laughs> the thing. I don't usually rate movies this soon after seeing them because there's the initial uh, high and then I wait. But since this is the show, I've got to. And I'm, <laughs> you know, it's your snap. Zool, you know, you know uh, yeah, pretty um, much. I'm, I'm going to give this 10 strings. Oh man! Now look, now look. That, Dude, that, I would have been surprised if you said anything different because you did say it was your favorite movie of the year. This is my yeah. favorite movie of the year. You this said better really, than than Zootopia. I liked this better than Zootopia. I mean, and how I many strings Zootopia. would you have given Zootopia? I would have given Zootopia nine point five strings. Okay. Because this has ten, and you think it's better. No, <laughs> I, I think after seeing Zootopia, there were a couple things that I would have legitimately had notes for. This just—it's an adventure. And it has pathos, and it has uh, it has growth, and it has decisions, and it has symbolism, and it yeah. has really, <laughs> really, really great art design. And I really just liked everything about it. All right, All right. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it nine point five strings okay. because I still think Zootopia is a better movie <laughs> by just a little bit. But, oh, man, you guys, like, you know, hopefully you already saw this one. And if you're crazy enough to listen to this and you still haven't seen it. Go just, see it. Oh, yeah. yeah why, what's the matter with you? Um, it deserves it deserves your dollars. <laughs> yeah. No. If, if uh, Suicide Squad can make half a billion dollars. <laughs> half a billion you dollars. You idiots. <laughs> what are you Kubo, thinking, audience? If, if Kubo makes like 60 mil and then leaves theaters, I'm going to be so disappointed in you, America. Oh, yeah. man. So Thank disappointed. You. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. No. Go over. see it so Laika can keep doing good movies, you yeah, know? Kubo in the t- three strings. Oh, my gosh. Right? Four, four strings. Keep Whatever it going forever. <laughs> no, it seems like they're really... Uh, oh, we never you know, said what the two strides. strings was about. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's Kubo and his two parents is really what that kind of means. Because or the two strings that represent his memories of his parents or something. Something along those lines. I was I was looking at his instrument the whole time, and it had three strings for most of the movies. I so know, I and confused. I wondered about that, too. But then at the end, he's got the one string from his mom yep. and the one string from his dad. It's a hair and a bow string. And then, and then his own. Yeah, and then his own. But that's still Kubo, so right. it is not included in the oh, full so count of Kubo and the two strings. Kubo and the two strings. I get Kubo, it. one string, two string. Very it's good. Kubo and his parents. It's, yeah. And yeah. The, the moral at the end of the story is all about memory. and That's the important thing about this podcast is to explain things like that to you, dear listener. Yeah. 
Well, then, <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> man. So, yeah, see, see that movie and I guess the trailer yeah. report. Great. Yeah, that's, that's um, all I have to say about that. So, yeah. Uh, cool. You know, that's this is what happens with really good movies is we end up with really short episodes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so so theme song for the trailer report, right? Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Next trailer report. Dot com. <laughs> uh, I was going to do gonna... the... Dun, 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 <laughs> but that's because Star Trek and... It's the fight music. Ah, uh, yes. I, yes, yes. Um, so the yeah, first thing we so, saw was the Liam Neeson monster. Right. Yeah, it's boy. called A Monster Calls. I guess it's based on a book. It's it's called A Bigger Better Giant. <laughs> it looks it looks interesting. I you know, uh, it's like it looks like there's this kid. He you know. I don't know if this kid is like special needs in some way, or if he's just a weird kid who's like not getting good. Some, some loser artist. You know? Yeah. And then, um, oh man, one. You guys, nice. can we go back to Kubo for just one second? Right. I just want to say, yeah, so cool that Kubo is a storyteller and an animator of sorts, but you know, uh, with paper cutout animation, one sure, might say, sure. so pretty much. cool, pretty yeah. cool. I always like. I was like seeing those as a protagonist. <laughs> he's but, he's yeah. my hero. Oh, Animators so are the real heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. So nothing truer ever said. Yep. Okay. Anyway, no trailer report. A monster calls. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. His he his uh, his mom sister has cancer. Nah. And man, you were paying more attention than me. I was apparently, <laughs> and he draws monsters in his notebook, and so everybody at his fancy British prep school thinks he's a freak yep. for drawing stuff, and they spill orange juice on his sketchbook. Not cool. Yeah, mm. Biff ha. or Anthony or whatever the fuck your name is. And so I guess this monster is in his head, and I, this I monster is, analogy, is yeah. telling okay. him it's okay to be angry sometimes. It's okay to feel your feelings. I'm voiced by Liam Neeson. Um, yep. So <laughs> he uses it to exact revenge on a bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he's like destroy farmhouse for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, it was kind of vague. He, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's, he's mad about his sister mom having cancer, so he breaks some windows and as you do, you know, and he yeah. stands up to bullies and uh, and Groot is telling him, you know, mm-hmm. how to how to live. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think it looks pretty good. It's it's obviously low budget, and some of the effects are kind of like eh, but. I think it's interesting how our uh, uh, everything's becoming genreized. You know, everything's becoming sort of. What what genre would you call this one? Pan's Labyrinth genre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all kind of a metaphor. It's, uh, it's rated PG thirteen, which I thought was weird. Um, Just because what movie is rated PG thirteen anymore? But, uh, superhero movies. Yeah. Right, but this isn't one. No, it's not. So that was weird to me. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, um... You would have thought PG, right? Well, I mean, I, I kind of like that... I, I think that the MPAA is a bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes movies worse. Yeah, they, they put movies into these boxes that doesn't exist on television or on the internet where creativity is more free to express itself in ways that entertain people without borders and people are smart enough to decide 
what and what they should and shouldn't watch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like yeah. So yeah, I don't know. This movie, uh, I I don't really see myself seeing a monster calls just because I feel like I know the whole story already and I could write you the screenplay like tomorrow if you wanted. Like I'll, I'll wait for more trailers. Yeah, it'll be really really good. Yeah, maybe it'll surprise us all. I if, some, if people tell me it's so 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 good, maybe I'll see it. But. Yeah, I would really like to see it as a Netflix movie where I can watch it from the comfort of my own home. Mm. Um, you know, like if, if Netflix had produced it and it didn't come out in theaters, it doesn't seem like something I need to go to theaters to see. Well, maybe it'll be on a Netflix. In that, the sounds, that sounds pleasant, man. I, yeah, I could see myself watching this movie for free in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Kind of for free. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, for a small subscription fee, I get yeah, to watch yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was the second movie? It was The Eagle Hunters. Oh, and that... now they are not hunting eagles. They're using eagles to help them hunt. It's funny. Before the movie started, Tim and I were saying, like, I wonder what's going to... What, what, what kind of previews are they going to show yeah. for this movie? <laughs> I was not expecting this. Um, yeah. It was, a documentary. It's, yeah. The it's, it's, female it's, hawk. Mm-hmm. The Hunter. eagle... What? I think it was the eagle huntress. Where uh, are they? They in, are in Mongolia. Okay, okay yeah. Where uh, up in the mountains? Lots of grills. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's just... Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, good one. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's that's where they invented sriracha. Is that oh. true? No, I would have believed you. <laughs> I think they invented it out here. It's the first place I became aware of sriracha was at Mon- Mongolian Grill. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's a bunch of rosy cheeked uh, people up in the mountains and it's like whoa they're like a throwback hey if you like reality like maybe <laughs> check out this documentary about people using eagles to hunt you know I, I could see a teenage girl being like really into this movie it's, it's empowering yeah it's, yeah it's it's about a um a tribe of Mongolians that have been hunting with uh, these golden eagles for thousands upon thousands of beyond memory, lots of strings, and uh, and then, but it's always been guys, and it's been passed down from father to son, and now there's this girl that wants to learn, and she's like a natural, she's winning all these competitions, and it's uh, it's shot like like a Planet Earth documentary, kind of. Lots of wide shots. Appar- apparently, been very praised for its cinematography and just just very beautiful movie. So I didn't know that you knew anything about this. No, they just, they said that during the oh. ad. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no, no I never heard of it before today. Well, you're coming into it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like apparently, like at Sundance. No, like, dude, I'm just really authoritative when I repeat things that I heard two hours really ago. Sounded really good. Yeah. Yep. Um, That's just the kind of credibility that I swing around here. You you know what? Uh, So for for all of the uh, 14, 15-year-olds who listen to this podcast, you will probably be going to IMAX theaters uh, on a field trip to see this movie at some point. Sure. And you guys let us know how it is. That's that's what 14, 15-year-olds love is documentaries. Absolutely. That's that's all all I watched in high school. Um, Maybe it'll be shown in school mandatorily. (laughs) Mandatorily. Uh-oh. Does anybody remember the third trailer? Yes. Oh, thank God. It was Trolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I saw a trailer half a year ago, and it didn't look right. I kind of like how the movie looks like a craft shop exploded. Definitely. Like, everything is made of felt and pipe cleaners, and that's fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it starts off with another da- DreamWorks dance, and I feel like. Oh I yeah, know it's this gonna movie be is. DreamWorks dance from top to bottom, except from to pop to songs. Yeah. I I love everything about how the movie looks. Yep. Um, and it has a lot of really fun cartoon <laughs> antics in it that like, and the the textures are amazing. Like you were talking oh, yeah. about. Everything's fuzzy. It's like a Yoshi story. There's, Oh yeah, yeah, dude, dude, I love Yoshi's Holy Island. World. Holy there, World, whatever it is. There's <laughs> a there's a rain cloud character that that pees itself, right? Um, and uh, they they poop uh, cupcakes, which I thought was adorable. Yep. Oh man, you know what? It's funny because, you know what, Nick? These were pee and poop jokes, but it didn't. You didn't mention it. Didn't really bother you. It did. <laughs> she, she poops a cupcake, or the, and then and then she scoops it up. She's like cupcake. <laughs> but you wouldn't do that. It's poop. It's disgusting. <laughs> I thought that was. I like poop and pee jokes as long as they're good ones. Are they? Are are if if a, if a magical animal poops cupcakes, are those cupcakes no good? Seems kind of gross, doesn't it? <laughs> so, but like you said, it's a bunch of dancing and pop music and I mm. hate that. Yeah. In fact, my biggest note for Zootopia is that stupid pop song <laughs> that's dated already. <laughs> I listen to it and I cringe and I, I, think, I, I that was kind of the so point that of that was, song. That though. was that point five, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's not the whole point five, but it's a good solid point, point three of the point ooh, five. Ooh. It's a big chunk. I hated that stupid pop song. You're showing me this cool city, and I'm having to fight the urge to just tear my ears off to this stupid Shakira song. Didn't bother um, me that much. I hated it. <laughs> That's just me. And this is going to be all, that's all it is. It's a very pretty package with a lot of stupid dancing with Gwen Stefani and Justin Timberlake doing an original song that I'm sure will be awful. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, uh... Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll find somebody else to see it with. Hey, you can see it? <laughs> do you want to see it? I kind of do. I'm I, curious. I see it. Oh, okay. I do. I, I just know you're going to hate it. But I... If, if you've listened to my podcast, I get very passionate about things. I'm a very, very angry optimist. Okay. <laughs> I, so you it, like to be angry. You, 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 you get like your hopes up really high for movies optimistically, and then you watch them, and then you're very angry no, afterwards. But, but, but you know this is going to be bad. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm angry. No, I'm angry because I'm not cynical. Because I know, I know that we can do better. I know that there's better that we can do. I don't expect it to be bad because I know that talented people exist and they want to make good stuff. And when they fail, it makes me righteously angry. Yeah, homie, Man. but we just saw Nine Lives. Like, we know that people yeah. what, people are capable on the other side as well. They're capable of the Dude, worst see, things. If, but, you, if you learn anything from this podcast, you should realize that I have really low expectations, and then I end up being really impressed by everything. Do, do you guys know about the production company for Nine Lives? No. They are a Chinese production company trying to break into the American market and Nine Lives is their version of what they think Americans want to watch. Oh, They're not man. wrong if it was 20 years ago. Right. It's, it's really funny, but I'm sure they feel the same way when we just throw Shanghai into a Transformers movie. And uh, like, here you go. Right. Huh. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. So, yeah, it's uh, 
that is a thing that you can take to the bank. All right. Well, you know, Trolls. (laughs) Trolls was the third trailer. And uh, it kind of, I can totally see it having an avatar effect because it's that pretty. I could just see a a bunch of... I gave Avatar a big pass. I still do. (laughs) You give Avatar... Dude, it it, it pushed what movies are capable of forward technologically, even though the story was done. Mm -hmm. Sexy blue cat people. That's what I want to see more of. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. The the first time I saw Avatar, Uh I, I couldn't close my eyes. Like, at a certain point, I started weeping because I realized my eyes hadn't shut in like 40 minutes. That was just like, oh... My eyes are tearing up because I haven't blinked, and I, I was completely engrossed, and I loved it. Absolutely. The second time I saw it, same feeling, just like, wow, this is amazing. The third time I saw it, I was bored to death, <laughs> and I just wanted to leave, and then I realized, oh, so this movie's kind of awful. Yeah, it's a bunch of fireworks going off. You're like, whoa, colors! And then there's there's nothing behind those fireworks. Uh, you know, it's, it's like I say, you know, I, I love wonder, but I also really like story. Definitely, but like that wasn't the point of Avatar. The point it, it of Avatar was, was the, the wonder. Yeah. And, and that's why I give it a pass. I mean, the, the atmospherics, well, and that's, that's part of the thing too, is because it only looked good in the theaters. You watch Avatar at home, oh yeah, and it just looks like a, a, a neon mess. Ah, dude, you got to get that 200 inch in 4K TV, man. Yeah, I saw you it know. in IMAX 3D with like wraparound. Yeah, so I was. I was in I'm it. sorry, 8K. We're up to 8K now, we right? Like no, ultra something. We're, we're only up to 4K. Are you sure? I feel like they were advertising. Maybe that. by the time this episode comes out, we'll yeah, be up to 8K. Yeah, they're just gonna start like you know. The pixels are smaller than atoms now, you know? Your computer will take a, a, a hundred years to render a single frame. It's, it's more real than what your eyes can process. Yep, it already is. Dude, I can't see freaking the pixels in, in an regular HD. What do I need 4K for? Yeah, that's true. You know? Oh man, my HD television is so blocky. <laughs> you well, know, go to hell, rich people. Well, now we're running into <laughs> now we're running oh, into problems where every TV is preset at sixty frames per second. It makes everything look oh, like. Oh yeah. Soap yeah. Can we stop having the soap opera effect and the frame interpolation? Thank you. I, I had to watch Trainwreck so with Amy Schumer at sixty frames per second, oh. and I couldn't pay attention to anything. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. The lip sync's yeah. off. It's like it's it's so yeah. many. Yeah. Everyone moves yeah. too smoothly. It's yeah. not even a smooth thing. It's like, it's, it's a weird. It's almost jerky. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's I hate it. I hate it so Nobody much. Nobody knows more than animators that like we have chosen the number of frames per second for in a very deliberate way. Twenty four is the perfect number. Don't fuck with it. Ha. Mm. I I actually I'm a crusader for this. If I show up at anybody's house and they're TV is going at 60 frames per second, and I mention it, they don't know what I'm talking about, I will change it. Mm. And it's 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 not just because we're so used to it, it's because there's no motion blur. Like you see every yeah. single crisp frame exactly. of someone looking up, and that's not how light Dude, works. I'm seeing your hand motion blur right now in this lighting environment. Yeah. Yep. I would lose that motion blur at 60 frames a second because yeah. it's it, going too fast to capture it. It, it, it looks unrealistic. Yeah. It, it also makes all of the effects that they put in there just stand out and look really bad. Yeah. Uh. When uh, when the Hobbit came out at 72 frames per second, uh-huh. I saw it. 
And I thought the reason I hated that movie was because of the 72 frames. But then I saw it again <laughs> at 24 frames. And then I said, no, this is just a bad movie. It's just so hateable. Oh. I wish I could have seen it in 72 just to see what a movie like that looks like. Like a church play. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it oh. made it look like Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, I see. Oh. Say no more. You mean just the last Airbender? Shyamalan's right, they didn't. The last Airbender. They couldn't Airbender. use Avatar because of James Cameron's Avatar. Right, right. Which I was really pissed off about until I saw M Night Shyamalan's oh, Airbender, man. and then I just. Hey, audience, go to Wikipedia, look up the movie <laughs> The Last Airbender, scroll down to reception, and read anything in quotation marks. You will be entertained. I want to do that now. I will do it right after. Yay! <laughs> Did you know, by the way, you could just submit quotes for movies? I've done that before. Like to IMDb? <laughs> yeah, you can just submit quotes. There was, there, I submitted one to a movie called Luck of the Irish, which was this old crappy Disney movie about a leprechaun. And you can just like make up quotes and then like oh. someone will just approve it. Wait, is, <laughs> so I have fake quotes for that movie on IMDb. Like is my friend I got IMDb. super drunk one night and just made up a, made up a bunch of quotes. By the is, way, you guys, IMDb runs like Wikipedia. You can just make things up. It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, totally. Is that a, a Disney original movie? Yes. Was that the one where her grandpa, who's an Irish guy, invented potato chips by slicing the potato too thin? I don't remember. Oh, man, because I kind of remember that movie. Okay. That's wow. so it, was about, it was about a kid who played basketball. So I guess like reverse team. Is somebody no. part leprechaun? Yes. Okay. Because well, it would have to be. One. But I, I feel like, like it was that. about potato chips for some reason. Eh, maybe. Because, mm. you know... Irish and potatoes and uh, that, yeah. it's okay to be racist to Irish people they're the only ones I mean it's well fine. no you they're can be fine. racist against any white person well uh, yeah but, <laughs> yes, but you won't defend them in, in Star Trek uh, season one of the original series there is some very specific and strange racism towards Irish people really yeah it's like Star Trek is all about being progressive and not being racist to anybody except Irish people it's like the only one that they could be just broad Every, and... everyone in the world has come together to hate Irish people and so they're unified <laughs> <laughs> and that's the utopian world we know in Star Trek. Wonderful. Um, uh, anyway. Plug, plug stuff? Plugs? Yeah, let's, let's oh my plug gosh. So you guys, um, I, I would be remiss not to mention that uh, Tim is the third member of the Noob Trek podcast, the only one we haven't had on so far. So, yes. you know, Noob Trek podcast, the O's are zeros. The O's are zeros. Uh, you know, yeah. So uh, we over here at Nick and Lars of Notes have collected all three Noob Trekkers at this point, whereas Noob Trek has only gotten one of the two of us. They so uh, their collection. That's seems true. like we're winning. You got to... <laughs> You got to be on the podcast. I would love to be. <laughs> I don't know anything about Star Trek. Perfect. Except for I've seen like the J.J. Abrams movies. Awesome. So I'm the worst kind of fan. No, this is good. This is really good. That's the whole point of our show is that we have people on who, I mean, sometimes we have people on who know a lot about Star Trek and that's fun because we learn stuff from them. Uh, but then we also love having people on who don't know anything about it. Great. And I'll make an embarrassment of myself. We're <laughs> awesome. We're into season three, and season three is kitschy as fuck. Love it's it. so fun. It's my I favorite. love it. Um, yeah, people give season three of the original series a lot of crap, and it is not deserved. Spock's brain is a great episode. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Noob Trek. Okay. You can you can find us on Facebook, the Ozer Zeros. Mm -hmm. You can find mm -hmm. us. 
other places, I'm sure, but I don't do our social media. I just ha. show up and drink and talk about Star Trek. Okay. And Facebook is thing, so do that. Great. All right, more plugs. Um, hey, Tim and I work on a show called Legends of Chamberlain Heights that comes out September 14th, and you can watch yeah. it on Comedy Central after South Park. Or it's right now exciting. on the website if you have a cable login or yeah, something. Yeah, if you have an Xfinity account. I don't understand yeah. how this, this stuff works, but you know. Um, cable yeah. is the devil, and they have decided that you can't go and watch stuff on the internet unless you have cable. And that's <laughs> BS. Yep. But if you do happen to have cable and are paying the devil your hard-earned money, huh. then go online and you can watch the first two episodes of Legends, which neither one of us actually worked on. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. but we, did, we do work on the show, and we need people to create good buzz so that we can keep working for yeah. years and years yeah, and get, years. Get more jobs and more seasons. Yeah. yeah. All right. Not exactly how I would have plugged it, but a plug nonetheless. <laughs> Wait, how would you uh, plug it? <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, you should check out Pleasures of This is a show that we're on. Okay. It is. Yeah. It's good. That's uh, basically what you said. You should watch All right. it. And then also Nick. I, I, I am working on, and maybe you've seen the billboards around town, I'm working on Son of Zorn, coming to Fox. Oh uh, man. September 11th. I'm sorry. It's September 11th. <laughs> Oh, um, no. But I thought it was later for some It was going to be September 25th, but they pushed it up. Oh, okay. uh, So we're going to be working on episodes as they're airing. That'll be fun. You, you were going to be doing that either way, though. True, true. <laughs> now it's like another two weeks sooner. Oh, man. Um, uh, but it, it's really funny. Cheryl Hines, Johnny Pemberton, uh, 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 Jason Sudeikis is the voice of Zorn, uh, Tim Meadows. Being, being, a lot of great names attached to this. Being produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yes, of Lego Movie. Do No fame. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. Clone High, you know. All Cloudy the, all with the a Chance of Meatballs. Absolutely. Oh, man. Wesley. <laughs> I'm not wearing that t-shirt right now. Uh, but. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, so, so yeah, go, go watch that. It's great. Do you want to do you want to talk about the premise because it's a pretty funny oh, premise. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's about a He-Man type character who lives on a fictional island called Zephyria that's all fully animated and it's what you might expect. He slays monsters with a sword. There's battles all the time. Uh, but he comes home to Orange County uh, to his estranged wife and wants to reconnect with his son. Uh, and so and which is now all live action. It's just our world. Uh, he's well-intentioned, but all he knows is how to be a barbarian. Uh, so let's see what kind of wacky antics he gets up to. It's it's the show you've been waiting to exist since you watched He-Man and Roger Rabbit in the 80s. Exactly. And now technology. Mm-hmm. And yeah, stuff. So, so those are those are all the plugs, I guess. Yeah. Plug- we, we, have, we have jobs outside of the podcast. Mighty fine plugging <laughs> happening. Yeah. Um, next episode... Who there's, knows, man? Dude, there's like Storks in September. Storks is a definite maybe. Yeah. I need to watch more trailers. And then like in November, there is Trolls and Moana. And we'll definitely do Moana. Anything? anything yeah. Kubo so, was yeah. great. Yep. Kubo really like was real good. It. It was you know, we'll do another episode maybe in September, maybe in November. Maybe we'll find a lost episode somewhere in there. I've had at least one suggestion on that note. But... Yeah, we'll we'll be seeing you guys again, you know, in in at least a month, maybe longer. Yeah. But but uh, you know, uh, you know. Bye. Stay, Bye. Stay frosty, stay true frosty. believers. <laughs> I don't know which sign-offs I'm mashing up. I'm not going to do any this week. This is a very special episode. <laughs> okay. Bye, right. guys. Bye.